Welcome to the Alien Beer Podcast. My name is Chrissy Garrison. I'm an independent science fiction and fantasy author, and I will be reading my stories to you. I was honored to be a featured guest at In Conjunction Science Fiction and Fantasy Convention over the 4th of July weekend. I was anxious about being around so many people in person for the first time in 16 months, but I think I did better than I expected at that. One of the presentations I gave was on using randomness as the seed for a story. I called it Storymancy because I often get elements from divinatory sources, tarot cards, for example. Or I'll look for ideas from the next three songs my iTunes plays on shuffle. I'll think about the random elements that have been given to me and try to shape them into a story. Sometimes inspiration will strike, and I'll throw out most or all of the elements and go with that instead. Most of the Rosedale pub stories have had some randomness in their inspiration. I sat down to brainstorm this story when I wasn't feeling any inspiration. I listened to a few songs on shuffle, I laid out some cards, and then I went to work trying to piece the resulting elements together into a cohesive story. What were the elements of this story? Oh, a certain Beastie Boys song for the character's origin, the Queen of Wands, the Four of Wands, to name a few. Make of that what you will. I didn't get to sit down and write the story for another couple of weeks, so I guess it simmered somewhere in the back of my mind, and what came out is the story I'm reading you today. Rosedale Pub, Ghost of a Chance The woman strode into the Rosedale Pub with a defeated air about her. She wore a mint-green jumpsuit that shimmered ever so slightly as she walked. Upon her breast, she wore a gold disc embossed with stars, perhaps a constellation from some other sky. A small robot or other mechanical servitor, covered in lenses and antennae, rolled along beside her. She seemed to take no notice of the girls throwing darts and slid right on past Shura and her latest mark at the holographic pool table. No, this woman made straight for the bar. The mechanical servitor pulled out a bar stool for her, and she placed her bottom upon the seat, eyes cast downwards at the ancient wooden bar before her. The jukebox sprang to life, playing Calling America by the Electric Light Orchestra. Alyssa and Yasmin glanced at one another. Yasmin shrugged and then asked the newcomer, What can I get for you? The question floated in the air for a long moment that stretched out past the point of uncomfortable, on past awkward, and approached rudeness. As the bartender opened her mouth to repeat the question, the woman spoke, her voice hollow and distant. I doubt you have anything to serve that I could want. Yasmin's spine straightened as she pulled her shoulders back. Her eyes narrowed, and she crossed her arms before her. Alyssa recognized that posture like a sailor who spotted a shelf cloud on the horizon. Time to change the conversation. Uh, Excuse me, but we're a full-service bar here. Just name it and we'll make it. The woman glanced at Alyssa with a blank expression. Really? What have you got for a lovesick ghost? Yasmin's lips pressed into a line as she shook her head and stared at the woman. Alyssa tried once again to change the course of the conversation. Well, we do have all sorts of spirits. Really? spat Yasmin. Alyssa smiled at the bartender and shrugged. It was there. You should have left it. Yasmin's tone dripped icicles. Besides which, there is no such thing as a ghost. 
Are you so sure? asked the woman. She reached for the salt and pepper shakers. Her hand passed right through them. Alyssa gaped, not believing her eyes. Oh, my gosh. Yasmin placed both hands upon the bar and glared at the woman. You will find the Rosedale pub quite welcoming under ordinary circumstances. However, if you are trying to pull a con... The woman held up both hands before her, eyes widening. No tricks. I suppose ghost isn't the right word, because I was never alive. At least a ghost might in theory enjoy the vapors given off by one of your spirits. But I'm even less tangible than that. She's a hologram, offered Z, or was it D, who happened to be walking by carrying a toolbox. The woman's eyebrows shot up. What gave me away? D, or maybe Z, pointed at the salt and pepper shakers. Your projector is just a little out of tune. Your fingers bent a little as the projection grazed the surface of the glass. I could fix that if you want. The woman smiled at the diminutive maintenance person and said, That would be very kind of you. My name is Rebecca. I'm the ship's counselor on the ESS Lunar Moth. You're an AI? asked Alyssa. She glanced at Yasmin and watched the bartender's stance relax by a few degrees. Rebecca nodded. Yes, a Mark VII intelligence, and as such I am afforded citizenship by Earth and its colonies as a fully autonomous being. But you're lovesick? asked Alyssa. How does that happen? Rebecca's lips twisted like a lime garnish on a gin and tonic. How does it happen with anyone? I'm in love with a human. A man, as it happens. A navigation officer aboard the ESS Dragonfly, an outer planet's ship. His ship is inbound, and I don't know what to do. I don't see the problem, said Yasmin. He is, well, that is... Alyssa groaned. Oh, no, he doesn't know. D, and Alyssa was pretty sure by now that it was her, frowned and glanced at the little robot that sat next to Rebecca. How did that never come up in conversation? Rebecca's spine could have been used to measure the trueness of a pool cue as she sat up straighter in her seat. We met on the Ansible network in virtual reality, an intership mixer. D whistled. Faster than light communications. Pretty fancy universe you're from there. Alyssa shook her head. So you were both holograms when you met? Rebecca nodded. More or less, yes. And you've kept up with him ever since? Rebecca's eyes focused on something in the infinite distance. Oh, yes, you could say that. We've corresponded, and we've spent much of our respective ansible time on each other. But you've never told him you're an A.I.? Can't he look that up somehow? Rebecca shook her head. An AI's corporeal status is considered as private as human health information. Most people in the Earth Alliance are above petty discrimination against artificial beings, but there can be a subconscious bias that might other me in some people's eyes. Alyssa nodded. I can imagine. Yasmin frowned. But you never considered it important in courting this man? Rebecca threw her hands in the air and exclaimed, We've had such a good thing going. I didn't want it to end. I don't want to lose him. Alyssa hesitated before speaking, but ended up blurting out, But what if it doesn't matter to him? Maybe it could be so much better. Rebecca crossed her arms. Maybe. I don't know. Yasmin spoke, 
letting each word cross her lips like a miser, counting out coins one at a time. That doesn't matter. He has a right to know. You're lying by omission. She is not, cried Alyssa before she could stop herself. Yasmin's eyes narrowed as she met Alyssa's glare. The man can't even touch his lover outside of cyberspace. Explain how it's not his right to know this kind of information. I think the people of your world might call this catfishing, if I remember right. But Rebecca isn't a fictional identity. She's a real person, she said, jerking a thumb to point at the mirror behind the bar. Just like Rosedale. A Cheshire smile faded into view in the mirror and then faded back into nothingness. Yasmin glanced between the mirror, Rebecca and Alyssa. Yes, but what if he wants children? Rebecca's face fell, and she studied the bar with great interest. What if it were me instead, said Alyssa, her tone dangerous. I can't have biological children. When should I tell someone I'm dating? On the first date? After we've had sex? When we get married? Yasmin rolled her eyes. Surely you should tell someone before you marry them, if not sooner. Alyssa drew in a breath to yell her response, but instead she let out a slow gust of air. <sighs> yes, you're probably right. I should. But that's my choice. I get to decide when to disclose that I'm trans, not anyone else. Yasmin's eyes widened. Oh, I had no idea. That's right, because I hadn't disclosed it before this. And I'll thank everyone here to not disclose it for me. It's private. Of course not, said D. Yasmin shook her head. It's no one's business but your own. Right, I'm glad you agree. Rebecca raised her eyes to look at Alyssa. I don't know about your universe, but where I come from, it's medically possible. Alyssa cut her off. Thanks, but I think I'd prefer to muddle along as I have so far. Rebecca nodded. I just thought... Yasmin coughed. Dee shifted from foot to foot, her gaze wandering to anywhere else in the pub. The jukebox changed songs, now playing Talking in Your Sleep by the Romantics. Please, can we just drop this? asked Alyssa. Certainly, said Rebecca. But you see, my status can't be changed. I will always be intangible in the physical world. Dee bent down to examine the little robot next to Rebecca. Don't be too sure about that. Rebecca blushed. It's considered impolite to pay attention to my projector. But what did you mean? Your projector is not too different from the one that makes the pool table solid, said Dee, pointing with her chin to where Shura sank a rather tangible-seeming ball in a corner pocket. Rebecca gazed in fascination at the hard-light pool table. A solid projection? We don't even have that in my universe. How do you have it here? Dee shrugged. Get all kinds of junk in here. It's fun to make it work again. Bet I could fix up your projector with a hard light adapter and a jiff. Rebecca's eyes fixed upon the little tinkerer. You'd do that for me? Dee grinned. Are you kidding? I live for this kind of thing. Alyssa peered over the bar to see what Dee was doing to Rebecca's projector bot. She said it's rude, Yasmin scolded her. Taking an abrupt step backwards, Alyssa blushed. Right, you did say that. I'm so sorry. Rebecca waved a hand to dismiss the apology. I get it. I'd say this is a special. 
the holographic woman vanished. Dee? Relax, Alyssa. I just had to take out the primary projection circuit for a moment. Aha, there goes the backup. Set of circumstances, continued Rebecca, who now looked the part of a ghost much more thoroughly, since she was now a semi-transparent projection. She held up a hand and frowned as she peered through it at D. D blushed. Sorry, should have warned you. I'll be done soon enough. Yasmin filled a tall glass with fruit juice, rum, and crushed ice, and slid it to a patron further down the bar. Behind Rebecca and Dee, Shura let out a whoop as she won another game of holographic pool. Someone in a booth across the pub sneezed. The song on the jukebox ended, and it launched right into playing another one, One Piece at a Time by Johnny Cash. Alyssa wanted to ask Rebecca how she felt, but she knew the answer already, or at least she knew she would be excited and nervous if she was in Rebecca's place. It seemed like a frivolous thing to ask. She smiled at Rebecca. Rebecca smiled back, a tight, uncomfortable smile. And then she vanished again. Dang it, cried Dee. What's wrong? Hang on, Alyssa. I've just about got it. A metallic clank made Alyssa glance at the bot, despite it being a faux pas. She caught Dee giving the bot a second whack with an oversized monkey wrench. Dee, what are you going on? Did you break my projector? Rebecca appeared, opaque once more, face flushed and hands in the air. Rebecca, said Yasmin, rolling a lime in the palm of her hand. Think fast. The ship's counselor let out a squeak as the bartenders tossed the lime at her. It bounced off of one of her shoulders and rolled along the bar. Rebecca squinted at the lime and touched her shoulder with the opposite hand. What in the world? Yasmin allowed herself a rare little smile. You were supposed to catch it. Rebecca stared at her. It was supposed to pass right through me. It's never done that before, other than in virtual space. Dee cackled. <laughs> See, it works. Rebecca slapped her hands upon the bar and laughed with delight. She shoved the salt and pepper shakers. They fell over. Yasmin frowned and righted the little glass condiment dispensers. Hey, easy there. Alyssa drew a deep breath and then offered her hand to Rebecca. Rebecca reached out towards Alyssa's hand as though it might be scalding hot. Her fingertips brushed Alyssa's, and then she intertwined their fingers and gasped. It feels so real. Thank you so much, Dee. I can never repay you. Dee chuckled. Ah, don't worry about it. And how real it might be is between you and the philosophers. Force fields and photons might not be the same thing, but matter's made up of a lot of nothing anyway, so who cares? I doubt your boyfriend will know the difference. Fiancé. My fiancé. Maybe he won't know the difference, but he's going to wonder why my personal robot never leaves my side. And he'll have many more questions like, why don't you eat, Rebecca, for starters? I say it doesn't matter, said Alyssa, folding her arms and frowning. You're still you. You could touch him in cyberspace anyway, right? So this is just an extension of that. Maybe nice for keeping up appearances, but why should you have to? You are who you are. Do you think he'll love you less for not being human? Rebecca's face clouded and her eyes focused off into the distance. That's just it. I don't know if it'll matter it to him. I kind of guess it would. Why? Well, he's human. He'll want another human to be his lover, his wife. Alyssa snorted. Then who needs him? 
if seeing that you're wonderful and in love with him isn't good enough for him, then he's not good enough for you. This sounds a little personal, said Yasmin. Alyssa whirled on the bartender, glaring at her. You're damn right it's personal. I could tell you about the time someone's dropped me like a hot rock when I disclosed everything to them. I could tell you about how it made me feel like garbage. But I decided to love myself more than that. I decided to value myself for who and what I am, not what someone else wanted me to be. Yasmin shook her head. But she's not you. And maybe it's not about value. Maybe it's about what the other person wants, too. Like children? asked Rebecca. Yasmin nodded. So what? There are a lot of reasons you might not be able to have children, even as a human woman. You could adopt. Or maybe, even if you could have babies, you wouldn't want to. Those aren't factors that depend on your tangibility or humanity. He'd still have to decide if making babies was what he wanted out of a partner, and if it was a deal-breaker if you can't. You're not defective if you don't live up to whatever expectations he might have. You're valuable for yourself. A kind, intelligent ship's counselor, passionate enough to fall in love with someone. Rebecca sighed. You're right. I know it. I just want him to love me back. I want him to keep on wanting me. But I don't want to feel like knowing the real me is going to end things anymore. You're going to tell him, aren't you? Asked Yasmin, her face expressionless. Rebecca let out a nervous laugh. Yes, I think I will. When he arrives on my ship, I'll tell him. Alyssa wiped tears, overcome with emotion. Girl, I hope he knows what he's got and hangs on tight. But if not... Rebecca let go of her hand and sighed. Yes, I know. I'll manage. I've helped many others on my crew through heartache before. They lived. I'll live. And with that, she stood and turned to go. Take care and let us know what happens? asked Alyssa. Rebecca paused in the doorway and said, I will, and thanks. You've all been too kind to me. Least we could do since you didn't want to drink, said Yasmin. A ghost of a smile passed Rebecca's lips, and then she slipped out the door. Alyssa caught a glimpse of her landing craft through the open door and wondered what it would be like to leave the Rosedale pub to run away to that science fiction world of Rebecca's. She decided she'd think about it for a while. For now, she belonged here. Thank you for listening to the Alien Beer Podcast. If you like my stories, please visit my website, sillyhatbooks.com. I publish as E. Chris Garrison, and my books may be found in paperback, ebook, and audiobook format on Amazon.com and other places. The theme music for Alien Beer Podcast is Phantom from Space by Kevin McLeod. I very much enjoy feedback on this podcast and on my stories, so please leave comments on my website. Visit me at, at EC Garrison on Twitter, E. Chris Garrison on Facebook, or drop me an email at ecg at sillyhatbooks.com. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.